right let's go into the word of god um, shall we turn our bibles to matthew's gospel and chapter 25 matthew 25 is a continuity of uh, what jesus has been speaking after jesus leaves the temple and walks away with uh, his disciples and uh, he's sitting on the mount of olives and uh, the disciples come to him privately and they ask uh, lord uh, when will the end of the when will be the what will be the sign of the coming of the end of the age and to which jesus gives a long response and we're going to read from matthew chapter 25 beginning from 24 he speaks but we will focus this morning on the parable that jesus speaks in matthew's gospel chapter 25 there are three parables that he speaks um but since we have lack of time we will not go into all the three but we will focus on the first he speaks in matthew 25 which is about the parable of the 10 virgins a very popular one well known one well read uh, one good story let's read that uh, from verses 1 to 13 at that time the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil and jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight the cry rang out, "Here's the bridegroom come out to meet him." Verse seven. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, "Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are dying out." No they replied there are there may not be enough for both of us and you both us and you instead go to those who sell oil and buy some for for yourselves but while they were on their way to buy the oil the bridegroom arrived the virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut <clears throat> later the others also came lord lord they said open the door for us but he replied truly i tell you i don't know you therefore keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour similarly he speaks another parable of the parable of the bags of gold and then talking about the sheep and the goats in fact 24 25 all of these passages uh, should be read together and studied together but this parable kind of captures the essence of the whole idea of what jesus is conveying to the disciples the question they asked is very important for us to also be reminded of lord what is going to be the sign of the coming of the end of the age what is going to be the sign and this morning the song we sang um, as we were all giving to the lord such a prophetic song a uh, song uh, which so much goes in alignment to what we are uh, studying this morning you see that's how god uh, the spirit of god leads us he aligns the songs the message and everything together that tells us that the spirit of god is with us and is moving in our midst and leading us what he wants us to hear what he wants us to study is going to be in line with what he wants us to sing isn't it amazing praise the lord hallelujah Matthew 25 this uh, passage we just read talking about Jesus is coming 
uh, second coming and return. The bridegroom is coming. He is the bridegroom and we are the bride. And um, in that ancient culture, um, in the Jewish culture, they had um, several of these uh, bridesmaid, you know, maids who would um, come along, accompany the bride. And uh, this is so much in line with the stories that were told uh, at that time and the kind of cultural practice they had at that time as well. Very often parables are uh, stories that Jesus uh, says and um, the whole idea of telling stories is actually the uh, eastern form of uh, telling a truth or bringing a moral teaching. You know, we always uh, speak in paragraphs, lesser in phrases or sentences. <laughs> you know what I mean? We tell long stories. We would want to say one thing and then we would start, oh, you know, at that time, you know, one day when we were all out there and, and when my grandfather was there and we used to live in that place and, you know, this thing happened and, and then finally, after 15 minutes, you will understand, oh, this is the point. And sometimes by the time the story is told, you even forget what the point was all about. The storyteller also forgets it. We don't communicate so much in abstract uh, philosophical statements. That is very Greek. That is very Western uh, way of communication. It's always philosophical. Um, you know, recently, uh, I think a year back or so, I was uh, in a meeting and uh, with... Uh, uh, the dean, the academic dean of this, um, you know, uh, school, uh, a theological school, who once was uh, in a good high-ranking position in Wycliffe, uh, you know, theological college, and he was there, and when he asked me a question, I just explained that a little bit. I thought explaining it will be better. The moment I started explaining my first sentence into the explanation, he said, oh, that's the Eastern way of telling making the point. <laughs> he was a Westerner. <laughs> so, Jesus, born in the Middle East, <laughs> in Israel, so tells stories. <laughs> that was part of their culture. But Jesus uses that to bring out spiritual truths about his second coming and how we ought to be ready for it. And what happens to those who are not ready? That's the point he's making there. And so stories always have one central theme, one central point it will make. Uh, but sometimes people end up interpreting stories um, not very accurately. For example, the story of the Good Samaritan. And the, this man was coming on his donkey and uh, the, the Samaritan was coming on a donkey and he put the man on the donkey and the donkey had four legs and the four legs are the four gospels, you know. Have you heard stories, you know, interpretations like that? Um, sometimes people go into every detail and make a meaning out of every single thing. The oil represents something, the wine represents something, the innkeeper represents uh, the church. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the inn where he was admitted represents the church, the innkeeper represents the pastor. <laughs> You know, they go and interpret every uh, four legs of the donkeys, four gospels like that. You know, sometimes people go into too many details about uh, those things and break it down and interpret it. But 
a story always parables always general principle of how you interpret a parable is it will always have a central one single point that it will make <clears throat> look for that and as you read it you will find it so the kingdom of heaven he's speaking about the coming kingdom of heaven and when the bridegroom will come and uh, speaking of 10 virgins uh, it's not just speaking of women it's speaking of 10 virgins very specifically uh, obviously you know representing uh, chastity purity uh, where uh, they have you know the 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 people of god have made themselves pure and are the bride of christ and uh, prepared ready for uh, the bridegroom and the bridegroom is coming and they waiting on the bridegroom to arrive and while they waiting on the bridegroom to arrive it clearly speaks about two kinds of people also among the virgins you see these are people who are the people of god they are the ones who made themselves pure and and ready and are waiting but among them some are foolish some are wise sometimes people will categorize the foolish to be unbelievers no it's speaking of 10 virgins all of them expecting for the bridegroom to come so it's not one group is not the unbelievers and believers but they are all those who are waiting upon the bridegroom to come they are all believers uh, and they have made themselves pure ready to you know meet the bridegroom but five among them are foolish five among them are wise isn't it interesting that even among those who are waiting for Jesus to come back again there's some who could be ready some not so ready that's exactly the point that Jesus is driving here because the five who had the lamps and they also did have the oil and the lamps did burn and the five wise virgins also had oil and they the lamps were burning but when the announcement was made and the bridegroom is coming they figure out that the oil was running out and they uh, the lamps were going out and that's when they said oh can we you know can we borrow some oil from you but the wise virgins were wise <laughs> uh, they said you know if we share with you you will have you know we will not have neither enough for you nor for us we will all lose the bridegroom you know and the lambs had to be carried and and uh, as they waited to uh, you know lead the bridegroom in procession and into the house of the bride uh, the the bridesmaids would um, carry these lambs and he's coming at this midnight hour and uh, all of them would you know have their lambs you know lose oil and the lambs would die down and all of them would lose the opportunity of going into the house with the bridegroom and celebrating at the wedding banquet so the kingdom of heaven is so much com- compared to a wedding banquet and uh, we're going to be part of that marriage supper of the lamb uh, where we're going to be united with Jesus and live with him forever and ever like a husband and a wife are united together to live together in this covenant relationship called marriage the same way we as a bride of Christ are going to be united with Jesus to live with him forever the bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep uh, the first century believers thought that Jesus will come back again in their lifetime and so some of them actually even stopped working they said why work 
and earn money in this world jesus is coming again he just ascended he said i'm going to come back very soon and uh, they were expecting that it will happen in their lifetime but now jesus is a long time in coming and sometimes you talk to people about the gospel and sometimes those christians who know a little bit about jesus second coming and all of that and you tell them you know uh, jesus is coming soon repent they'll say oh i have been hearing this for 50 60 years where is jesus coming i've been waiting all this while jesus has never come I've, they've been telling me from sunday school <laughs> still jesus has not come yet <laughs> that's how they will say and so that's how these uh, foolish uh, virgins were and they it says in verse 3 the foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them Uh, the wise ones however took oil in jars along with their lamps they took oil in jars along with the lamps so foolish ones did not have enough oil they had the lamp but they didn't have the enough enough amount of oil that will sustain them through the night until the bridegroom comes it's important that we prepare ourselves for Christ's coming and we are seeing the signs of the coming of Christ coronavirus is probably one of those signs <laughs> of the coming of Christ because the bible talks about pestilences plagues and those kind of things that will come and hit the world wars rumors of wars we've seen lot of wars rumors of wars in many places around the world um, there is intense uh, conflicts and uh, you know cold war that is happening at any time anything can you know break forth very often people keep saying and uh, political analysts and uh, all these kinds of people keep saying uh, you know any time a war can break out the world war 3 can break out that's the way you know uh, nations are conflicting and now coronavirus has kind of to some extent diverted the attention from those kind of conflicts because everybody is kind of battling with their own uh, battles uh, you know back home so the focus is looks like it it has shifted uh, somewhere into this but these kind of things are signs of the end times um, you know people have no hope people are being you know uh, lost to this uh, virus and infection and and people are in such distress people are wondering how to handle this what could happen to us and the living in such fear and panic but this is the time where we remind ourselves that these are signs of the end times amen the church needs to remind itself and the church has to waken itself up from its slumber these virgins had gone to sleep the wise virgins also fell asleep <laughs> became drowsy and fell asleep you see sometimes we always exalt the wise and think that the foolish virgins are the dumbest people on earth and they should have been awake and they should have had the oil and the lamp should have been burning we are like the wise but the wise also were drowsy because the the bridegroom was uh, not coming immediately he was not right away at the door it was taking a lot of time and and so as time was passing by the wise virgins were also getting drowsy and asleep sometimes the vibrant people of god are also becoming drowsy <laughs> and sometimes god has to send some viruses like these to probably awaken the wise virgins also in and the foolish ones <laughs> amen hallelujah yes we need to say an amen to that hallelujah 
it's important that we awake awaken this morning to prepare ourselves and think about the coming of the lord jesus christ well we could be um, you know running around uh, uh, here and there uh, you know shop to shop trying to buy sanitizers and face masks and all of that and preparing ourselves and stocking up food and uh, many other things um uh, there's no way you can flee to any place wherever you go this is coming <laughs> you can run away to america it's more there you can go to israel it's going to come there as well it's coming everywhere it's already there in most of these places you know the most cleanest safest places china is also a very clean place remember you know it's not as infectious and dirty and dusty and um, you know you don't find garbage everywhere around but if it can come and infect those places it's come to uh, you know every nation it's not sparing the rich it's not sparing the poor <laughs> it's not sparing the developed nations it's come to japan it's not sparing the you know underdeveloped nations it's going everywhere no one can stop it no man can stop it no government can stop it world health organization cannot stop it no human being can stop things like these but these are the times where we need begin to remember Jesus is coming soon hallelujah Jesus is coming again touch your neighbor and say Jesus is coming soon hallelujah remind them maybe they forgot maybe they were this foolish virgin who didn't have the oil and uh, you know the lamp had gone out <laughs> or probably they were very wise virgin but still somewhere along the way they fell asleep and they're getting drowsy this morning maybe they were watching football last night and so they're feeling drowsy i don't know but whatever reason it might be the drowsiness drowsiness because they were not praying enough drowsiness because they were not reading scriptures drowsiness because they're not alert and remembering the jesus coming and they're not actively involved in the work of the lord they're becoming drowsy and so sometimes the lord has to send some coronavirus to wake up the church and the sleeping church that we may be ready to attend upon him and this is shown in the parable of this 10 virgins their chief concern is to have the lights in their hands the most important thing is that they need to be ready with their lights in their hands right that's the story and when they and the bridegroom comes they need to attend to him and do him honor and do him service be ready to honor him welcome him serve him and we as christians are the children of the light amen paul the apostle says we are the children of the light the gospel is the light that is burning within us the gospel that has come to us the message of the good news of the gospel is the light that burns the good news about jesus christ that jesus loves everybody that jesus came and died on the cross and rose again and gave himself for the salvation of all mankind that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins and eternal life that's the light jesus and the gospel is the light that shines within us and they who receive it must not only be enlightened by it themselves but must shine as lights must hold it forth and wait earnestly for the coming of the bridegroom they must shine their lights not only benefit from the light that has come to them but they must lift up that light and shine the light and be waiting for the bridegroom to come while we shine our light to the world let them see your good works 
let your light shine so before men that they may see your good works and glorify the father in heaven be the salt and the light in this world the salt of the earth and the light of the world jesus said so shining the light and also in eager expectation for the coming of the master awaiting him lifting up our lamps that's what jesus is expecting from us you see they were all together the foolish virgins and the wise virgins they were all together in one assembly in one gathering <laughs> they were all in one church <laughs> they were all gathering and waiting for the bridegroom to come but among the same church within the same church there were some who were the foolish virgins and some who were the wise virgins isn't it interesting they were all together same congregation applying that to us this morning don't don't be th- thinking the one sitting next to you is a foolish one <laughs> oh the, oh thinking oh that must be the real foolish one <laughs> but they were all together and some were foolish some were wise in other words some were very genuine and passionately waiting when he genuinely passionately waiting and some were kind of hypocritical they were there but really not ready yet they were there they were just they just showed up with the gang they just went with the family <laughs> because the family goes they also went <laughs> because the sister went they also went <laughs> but they were really not ready some were genuine and passionately expecting for the bridegroom to come wise virgins they had their lamps and they had extra oil also in a jar but some of them didn't have the oil they were really not ready but they were just showed up you see two groups of people there i'm sure the ones who came the foolish ones also came with some amount of oil and carrying a lamp nobody will come without an oil in the lamp but they just didn't have the extra jar probably maybe the lamps were burning and but it was just burning for the present for the now but it didn't have enough oil for the long term until uh, the bridegroom would arrive they didn't have backup they didn't have they didn't stock up oil enough to uh, be ready un- you know to keep it burning until the bridegroom would come they just probably had enough oil just for the lamp to burn for the present for the now and to make it be seen with the rest of the wise virgins that uh, see we are also with lambs we are also burning and uh, don't think that we are you know totally backslidden and all of that don't think i'm like a wretched sinner uh, unbeliever who doesn't go to church at all uh, i'm very much there i'm i'm there i'm in i'm part of the church i i you know i give the tithes i give the offerings i'm you know i do worship i know all these songs and everything i have been singing you know 20 years 30 years um i've been baptized pastor sundaram himself baptized me you don't know you know sometimes there's great glory in those things who baptized <laughs> but what about the present is there enough oil to stay through the night is there enough oil that is carried along and is there are we prepared enough uh, until jesus comes back again is a question <laughs> and so sometimes we uh, uh, can be be in that place where we can show up along with the others uh with the as if they are good intentions to meet the bridegroom but not really well prepared not put in the heart to prepare um with 
enough of oil with another jar and oh, what if the bridegroom is delayed i want to be prepared i don't want to miss that opportunity i mean this is the most you know awaited thing moment of my life for which i have been waiting for that kind of an expectation is not there have you seen those brides who go and sit through the whole day at the parlor to get themselves prepared for the evening wedding they show up at the parlor at 10 o'clock in the morning they carry breakfast lunch and everything <laughs> because they're going to meet the bridegroom and when they meet the bridegroom they want to have the best of the best outfits and you know how many weeks and months they shop for that one gown some of them even you know go across land and ocean i have friends who've gone to singapore to shop for their wedding gowns yeah that's true so much of preparation so much an eager expectation and it's good it's fine you have the money you do it but what about waiting on the bridegroom jesus who's coming for his bride the church and he wants us to come with eager expectation await his coming await his arrival and be ready like these wise virgins and these foolish ones did not carry enough they just showed up they were just part of the crowd they were not thinking about what if the bridegroom tarried in his coming if he was delayed i wouldn't have enough oil and the lamp wouldn't be burning through the night some kind of a hypocritical life there some kind of a life where they were on you know on the outside it looked like they were along with the others who were well prepared but they were not really prepared in the way they should be prepared amen they took lamps for a present show but not oil for after use for long term use but the wise virgins kept their lamps burning but did not keep themselves awake now these ones also they were carrying oil good but they were not awake over time they became drowsy they were prepared they were much better than the foolish ones but they were becoming drowsy and they were falling asleep too many good christians after being a long time in good faith in good standing in their faith in good life of faith in good relationship with jesus sometimes grow cold in their preparation for christ's second coming they abandon their care lose their zeal the passion is not lively and 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 awakened nor their works found perfect before god even though they have not lost all the love for god the first love is lost they have not lost all their love for god but the first love is lost the wise virgins became drowsy they were falling asleep Read with me verse 9 and 10. Now, or even before that, verse 6, at midnight the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. And the virgins broke up, woke up and uh, trimmed their lamps. 
the foolish one said to the wise give us some of your oil your lamps are going out no they replied there there may not be enough for both of us instead go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself you know it was too late for these foolish ones and the wise ones now got a little alert <laughs> oh time has come oh the bell is rung they heard the bell cry out and and the the bridegroom is coming the message the bridegroom is coming it was ringing in their ears coronavirus came and started ringing in their ears the bridegroom is coming suddenly they awakened oh what is happening in this world where are we they start thinking about eternal things they start thinking about things of life and death they start thinking things about about things of eternal value what can i do how can i be more prepared but there are still others who are saying i did nothing will happen you know jesus will not come now all these things you know these things natural things happen in the world you you can't stop nature you see they very logical very rational in their thinking very wise worldly wise but foolish in the sight of the of the lord but the wise virgins will say oh this is something that the lord is doing this is a sign of the second coming of jesus this is something that should awaken us this is something that should stir us out of our slumber and our sleep they will be awakened and they will start waking up others they would look forward to the coming of jesus and they will also be involved in the service of jesus such are the people who awaken themselves from their sleep but when the foolish ones come they are now awakened and now they come to realization oh it's too late oh it's too late they are suddenly caught by surprise the foolish virgins are caught by surprise suddenly they realize that their lamps have gone out and the oil is not enough they've been sleeping all this while and suddenly they realize the oil is not enough sometimes people are caught by surprise in the last moment of their lives death arrives at their doorstep suddenly and then it becomes too late for a long time they've gone away from the lord for a long time they wasted their time they wasted their life they wasted you know opportunities to serve god they wasted their talents and their gifts and that's what we read in the next parable the bags of gold to some were given five bags some two bags and one to one man one bag of gold and they would have to trade it people of god have to be good tradesmen who will trade who will put to use the talents the opportunities and 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 use it well for the service of the lord in winning souls and shine their light the shine the gospel to this world they are the people who are the wise virgins but the foolish ones were caught by surprise they they were given all of these things but they didn't put it to use they suddenly their end comes and coronavirus can bring an end to people's lives suddenly suddenly there's a old english saying that goes like this make hay when the sun shines <laughs> learn from the ant solomon the wise man says it accumulates food during summer 
is very meticulous it's not organized it doesn't have a manager doesn't have a king but it's very very careful and how it uses its time well and so now that we have time now that we have now it's day the night is coming when no one no man can work jesus said that night is coming when no man can work but work when it is day there's a life that god has given to us there's time that god has given to us there are opportunities that god has given to us the gifts and talents that he has given to us the the time is at hand for us to shine the light brighter than before but this is not the time to be foolish or to be asleep to be drowsy in our relationship with god and in the way we ought to function in the kingdom of god the foolish virgins were caught by surprise suddenly the bridegroom came they didn't expect these things cannot be done in a hurry immediately you cannot get oil at your doorstep you have to go out to the market and at midnight you are not going to find you know too many sellers sitting out in the open and you have to probably look for the one who would grind you know these seeds and everything and make oil and go and look for their house and wake them up in the middle of the night and 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 ask them and plead with them to sell some oil and and uh, use whatever best possible and buy it in the last moment and time has run out and they they're coming back they're rushing back to the place where the bridegroom is going to arrive and they come there and see that the door is already shut oh we thought we could make it in the last minute we thought we we still have some time we thought that the bridegroom would be a long time in coming we didn't think of how long it would take for the bridegroom to come we didn't think that we should actually have enough of oil we didn't think that we should be well prepared we thought we didn't think that you know we should be serving god as much as we can each day we didn't think that we should be in a growing relationship with the lord and keeping our lamps burning oh, we just took it easy we just took life as it came and we were just so busy with so many things and we were so tired and we were just drowsy and sleepy we were not engaging so much with god we were we were not engaging so much with the work of the lord and these things cannot be done in a hurry this has to be done over your whole lifetime i mean that preparation for the last moment for the coming of the bridegroom to meet the bridegroom to hear him say good and faithful servant that cannot be achieved in the last moment it has to be done through your whole lifetime and when you've been faithful and working for the lord through your whole life then finally you will hear the master say good and faithful servant amen that cannot be bought at the last minute getting that grace is a work over time is a work of time and it cannot be done in a hurry the poor awakened soul i call it the poor awakened soul at the last moment the soul was asleep but this poor soul was awakened this poor awakened soul speaks to itself sometimes in a sick bed in repentance and prayer in confusion 
oh i lost my whole life i missed my time i missed the mark i should have done good i should have worked for the lord i should have put my life to better use an awful confusion strikes the head strikes the mind and is wondering where to begin now at the last moment this poor awakened soul is wondering where can i begin now oh my end is coming where can i begin my life how can i put my broken pieces together how can i restart again how can i do it well again how can i undo what i have done what i shouldn't have done how can i undo all of that this poor awakened soul is now caught into this confusion where can i begin or what to do first as death slowly slips in and the realization that judgment is at hand and there's a lot of work that is undone this poor sinner is undone forever this foolish virgin is literally undone forever because the door is shut when this poor awakened soul arrives the door is already shut the wise virgins have gone inside the door is closed oh open the door lord lord open the door there's a voice from within says i do not know you shall we turn to luke's gospel chapter 12 verses 13 to 21 luke 12 13 to 21 praise the lord someone in the crowd said to him teacher tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me verse 14 jesus replied man who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you but he then he said to them watch out be on your guard against all kinds of greed life does not consist in an abundance of possessions and he told them this parable the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest he thought to himself what shall i do i have no place to store my crops then he said ah that's what i will do i will tear down my barns and build bigger ones and there i will store my surplus grain and i'll say to myself you have pl- i will say to myself oh tell myself pat my back and say you've done well you have plenty of grain laid up for many years take life easy eat drink and be merry but god said to him you fool this very night your life will be demanded from you then who will get what you have prepared for yourself this is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward god what a powerful story what a powerful teaching i will tell myself oh you've earned plenty of grain laid up for many years now i will eat and live and be merry eat and drink and be merry but tomorrow we die that's an epicurean philosophy eat drink and marry and tomorrow we die enjoy for the now that is exactly postmodern culture of the 21st century eat drink and be merry have fun party tonight 
swipe the cards, empty everything, forget about tomorrow. Have fun today. As long as I can enjoy myself now, whatever it takes, how much ever it costs, whatever be the risk, I don't care. As long as something can give me pleasure for the now. That's 21st century postmodern culture. In those days when people joined for a job, one generation earlier, some of you in your 50s, 60s, 70s, you probably more thought about pension than salary when you joined for job. <laughs> right? This is a government job. <laughs> so let's take a job where you'll have good pension. And even if the spouse dies, you get family pension. But that's not how we do life today among the generation X and Z and Y and millennials and all of these generations is not like that. As long as we can enjoy now, as long as we can focus for the now, as long as I can get what I want, I like this, I like that, I want that and I'm desperate and it only costs $1,500 only. And usually the unemployed use the word only. Only so much. So what? Spend it. So what? Enjoy it. So what? Buy it. We are a very consumeristic, we have become a very consumeristic society. In those days, people would always think twice before they spent their money, even if they had it. Today, we always, we completely live on EMIs. <laughs> we are happy to live on EMI. <laughs> and also sometimes you get these benefits, tax benefits with your EMI and everything. So pull a loan, make an investment and we end up living on cards and credit cards and EMIs, right? That's a whole cultural orientation that we live in. It doesn't matter. We're not worried about saving up. We're not worried about, for, for a lot of people, I'm not talking about everybody, but today's culture in general, I'm talking about the general culture and that affects us as well and we see others and that's how they're making their choices and we get tempted to do those things their way. And so even if we don't have the money, we, no problem. You get messages after messages, calls after calls saying, sir, there's a 10 lakh loan that has been sanctioned for you without any papers. Sometimes when I get calls like that, I will tell them, I will, I'll be wearing a black shirt, I'll stand under Thirumangalam, you know, fly over, please bring it tomorrow morning. And the guy will cut the call. <laughs> That's how they lure you. to enjoyment, to pleasure. You watch any advertisement, it always feature pleasure. This will make you very happy. This will make you, give you greatest amounts of comfort. This will make you very, you know, feel very good. From skin care products, to clothes, to anything under the sun. It will give you pleasure. It'll make you happy. It'll make life easy. It'll make you feel good. And so we look for what will make us feel good. And so are also people looking for preaching also. What will feel good? 
for the years the cultural orientation has changed and that's why you will find a lot of people enjoying those kind of preaching and teaching also that feels good and this kind of wise virgin foolish virgin sleeping virgins <laughs> not very pleasant so we we go after we've got ourselves so tuned to looking for what will make me feel good what will make make it easy for me what will make it more comfortable for me what will make me you know carefree worry free relieved as long as i can have a nice comfortable couch and have a flat screen television and some nice coke in my hands and sit through the day enjoy myself to glory with a cool air conditioner blowing through the room that's like heaven for me i don't even have to go to heaven i've got myself basically we've got into that kind of an orientation in our minds and so to go out and dirty our hands to go out and sweat it out to go out and visit somebody to go out and share the gospel with someone to go out and do some good works is very difficult oh i have to go all the way take the lift and go to the 6th floor so difficult to go in the lift <laughs> it's a lift that carries even that is difficult <laughs> because i have to press the button you see how we become it's difficult for us to cook so because we have to wash vessels after the cooking better order swiggy use and throw stuff because we don't have to wash vessels now you have the 99 rupees garments as well pick it up on the way <laughs> dress up and go like mr bean <laughs> we love that we see those images we enjoy that what am i trying to say that we can go after a life that is so much pleasure seeking where in terms of putting into our life some spiritual disciplines of prayer sitting down reading and studying god's word burning the midnight oil with the word of god how about that burning the midnight oil with the word of god sitting through the night i've heard pastors talk about how they like all night prayers they used to do all night bible reading have you heard that anybody all night bible reading some of the spiritual disciplines are needed we need to get back to those good spiritual disciplines of coming together to pray together fasting prayer every second saturday this friday night we're going to pray together just one and a half hours amen yeah we will have to make some sacrifices yeah we will have to make some effort yes we will have to rush yes we will have to finish things early yes we will have to plan probably the previous night itself cook for the next day yeah we will have to make some adjustments but now we have those you know instant um what is that microwave ovens and everything we can always reheat stuff oh no no i always eat only fresh food you know 
Sometimes we can get very fussy and touchy about very simple things of life. Too fussy, too touchy. You know, I have to sweep the floor, I have to mop the floor, I have to clean the windows. I have a lot of work at home. It's not so easy as you think. It's easy for you, pastor. You have nothing else to do. Just come up on Sunday morning and preach. You just sleep through the week. We are working people. We work through the week. You don't know what life is all about for us. How much tension we are going through at office. Just speaking some of your mind voices. Verse 20, but God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be taken away from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? What happened to all of those Lexuses and uh, Rolls Royces and, and the BMWs and the Audis and the uh, thousand uh, pairs of footwears? And tons of jewelry that one woman amassed for herself. And the properties in Kodakanal and in Chennai and in who knows where else. All for auction now. Everything rusting. Because everything is now ceased. What happened to all of that? Life is so fragile. Life is so fragile. Life is so fragile. And so we, let's not wait till the last moment till we become that poor awakened soul. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, don't be that poor awakened soul. <laughs> that last moment <laughs> when death is knocking at the door and in the sick bed, then begin to realize, oh, my whole life is gone. Caught in this confusion and now thinking, where can I start? How can I make it all right? Oh, I could have done so much. I could have been so useful to so many people. You know how many people leave this world with so much regret. I pray that none of us will have any regret in our life. That we will leave this world saying, I finished well. Hallelujah. I kept my faith. I, I, I ran my race really well. I finished well. Hallelujah. These five foolish virgins did not finish well. At the moment, they waited through that night. See, they were there. They were already there. It's not that they never came and they were never, were never waiting for the bridegroom to come. It's, never, it's not that they did not have good intentions. It's not that they didn't have a heart at all. It's not that they never loved Jesus at all. It's not that they, did, they were not aware of his coming. It's not that they did not have any light or lamp at all. It's just that at that last moment, it was not there because they were not prepared ahead. Because through the ages, through the whole time, through the whole lifespan of your own life, you miss it, and then it's too late. And so tonight, if it is taken away, where will you stand? Jesus is asking how, how useless it is to fully put all our time and energy and life and everything on a job, on amassing wealth, on money, on making it look big in the eyes of people. You know how many people today in this world, you know, just live a kind of a life because they want to impress others. What others will think about them? What kind of an image they have to give to others? What kind of an image? How can I make us 
we and our family look bigger and better than others that's the whole drive that's the philosophy of life that's the driving factor that's what makes them to work hard that's what makes them to you know earn more money that's what that's the ultimate goal back of their mind this that's what is going on that the others should not think that we are not as big or as wealthy as them and so all the time the energy the effort the focus the concentration the mind is only on that and they're not shining their lights they've become drowsy they've lost the oil they've not carried enough they've not done anything through their lives for the lord they're not shining their lights the light has come into them they've benefited from the life light the gospel the light of the gospel has come they they are saved they're born again they know jesus is coming back but they are not doing anything with the light that they have to shine Christ will come when he chooses to come when it pleases for him to come he's waiting to gather all the elect <laughs> Jesus himself says even the angels not the son of man does not know when he will return again but only the father in heaven and so it's completely his sovereign choice verse 11 come back to Matthew 25 verse 11 later the others also came lord lord they said open the door for us but he replied truly i tell you i don't know you verse 13 that's the punchline of the story that's the that's where is the thrust of the story there's a theme and a thrust in any story even in any movie you'll always find a theme a theme a movie is a story right a theme and there will be a thrust there will be one point it will make verse 13 therefore keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour therefore keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour i would like to at the end and the closing of the message announce to you the title of the message normally i do it at the beginning i call it habitual preparedness <laughs> i don't know if it's a uh, you know in the english language and grammatically fitting in really well is a nice sounding title no i'm not about fancy stuff here just to drive the point habitual you know making this a habit a preparedness a habitual preparedness a state of preparedness where you are always having this habit of being prepared for jesus is coming if this was the last day of my life what would i want to do for jesus how many people would i want to win for jesus how many lost souls in my family would i want to make sure that they are in the kingdom how many lost souls around me will i want to make sure that they are in the kingdom living every day as if it's the last day the state of both saints and sinners is finally fixed i'm not talking of the fate it's not the fate the state <laughs> people talk about fate the fate of people is finally has finally arrived no it's not fate i'm talking about the state the state of people finally arrives one day and those that are shut out are shut out forever 
the vain confidence that hypocrites will carry very far in their expectation of happiness will ultimately be dashed they go to the heavens they go to heaven's gate and demand entrance and are shut out and so in verse 13 we read so be ready be watchful be on your guard our great duty is to watch to attend to the business of our souls we attend to every other business in the world business at home business in the workplace business with friends business with relatives we attend to every form of business one pastor said like this one is not called to attend weddings the calling of one is not to attend weddings you're not just called for just going for a wedding some people they have a very very uh, you know passionate practice any wedding you will see them they will be there definitely train or plane or anything they will make it functions social gatherings housewarming ceremonies any even birthday parties it's fine to go for all this everybody goes but what happens is sometimes we end up going all over the place giving all our time all our energy in wedding after wedding housewarming ceremonies and birthday parties and celebrations and outings and trips and this and that and here and there everywhere and not have anything in terms of shining the light for the lord going here and they're doing this and that everybody's business they will help everybody they'll run for everyone somebody shifting the house immediately they'll be there for everything they will run they will run for everybody learn to say no to certain things amen don't take up every and any offer that you get for just because things come free sometimes even for us as in the ministry you have 101 seminars and conferences that happen especially in a city like chennai for pastors and leaders you can actually go for 3 days in a week we can go and sit in some seminar through the year you have so many seminars conference this meeting that meeting pastors leaders everybody in the world is conducting and and anybody from the world will always in the east they will want to come to chennai because chennai is one good hub for everything you can always gather a crowd we completely shut down all of those things only pick and choose what is necessary in terms of a training for us or for our people 6 months back or something there was a training two day training for uh, equipping um, for student ministry a student ministry organization was conducting a training to train leaders who can go into schools and colleges and uh, reach out to students so we went for that certain trainings are good so but the rest of the year you know how many calls i get how many invitations you'll get passes free pass and 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 for some of us you know some people they will also send free pass it's a paid event but for you it's a free pass you will have invitation after invitation people will call 
banquets, dinners, lunch, breakfast meetings, five-star hotels. Today it's become a fancy thing. Any event immediately on star hotel, budget one and a half lakhs, they'll host one meeting for 50 people. Some white man will come, do some seminar. And people end up, and sometimes you will, you, you'll see some people in every seminar, in every conference, same people will be there. These are the seminar going leaders. We don't want to waste our time. So we'll have to say no to a lot of things for a lot of people. And sometimes a lot of good people, known people. What? That, that's not our calling to go for every other seminar. One is not called to just attend programs here and there, this and that. So be watchful of what is your business? What is your duty? To attend to the business of your soul with utmost diligence. Be awake and be wakeful. Amen. Hallelujah. How can I shine my light to the world? What must I do to shine my light to the world? It's a good reason for our watching that the time of the Lord's coming is very uncertain. The fact that the coming of the Lord Jesus is very uncertain, that is a good reason for always all of us to be awake because we don't know when he's coming and we need to be prepared. Therefore, every day and every hour, we must be ready and not off our watch. Not be drowsy because it can be any day or any year, any moment. Hallelujah. Jesus' coming is very imminent. For that, that we can say for sure. Jesus' is coming is very, very near. That we can say for sure because the signs of the coming of his coming is seen so visibly. And so this is to awaken us this morning. Hallelujah. Can we awake from our slumber? Can we be those wise virgins? But even among them, they all fell asleep and became drowsy. But can we say, I am not going to be that. We are not going to be that. We are not going to be the foolish ones who will go without a lamp, without an oil, without enough. Where we will work through our lifespan. Work through our lives. Every day. Every day. See, how can I make an impact for Christ? What can I do to serve the Lord? How can I make my life more useful for somebody? How can I make my life make a difference in someone's life? What can I do more intentionally so that I can shine the light? So that at the end of the light, end of the day, I will not be in regret that I wasted my whole life. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't want to be caught up in every other business here and there, doing this and that and lose focus. I don't want to be just craving for the pleasures of this world and amassing wealth and going after riches and money and possession and position and striving and doing all of that. End of the day, suddenly caught by surprise saying, oh, my life is undone. I don't want to be like that poor awakened soul. But I want to be that person at the end of the life. Like Apostle Paul, almost writing his own epitaph. What he would want to put on his tombstone. I've fought a good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. 
with so much certainty he says i'm ready to go now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness which the lord will give to me on that day there's a reward for what you do for the lord and that's the next parable the reward of how you put to good use your life god given life in this world it matters it's not just enough that we are saved it's not just enough that we have a lamp the gospel is shining in me the gospel is benefited me it's not just enough that the gospel has benefited me but the light has to shine out hallelujah hallelujah shall we prepare ourselves and be in the state of habitual preparedness so that at any state at any point when the lord's coming comes first or our home call comes first that we will be able to say i finished well i'm sure i will hear the lord say well done good and faithful servant and i will leave with no regrets hallelujah that i've used my talents my potential well i've used my time really well i've used my resources really well i've always been in a state of preparedness i've heard um i think recently probably a year back or something um three elderly women went to be with jesus in a very short span of time three women known to us i think one was uh, joshua's grandmother one was sister um, uh, who was that mrs uh, padmini um her mother her mother in law and somebody else also ah pastor prabhakar's wife uh, three uh, elderly women of god went to be with jesus and you know one thing that all of them had in common was that they were all well prepared uh, they knew that they were leaving this world and they were not agitated they were not regretful they had a very peaceful departure amen with full of joy with full of assurance that they've done well lived well done well not just financially not just professionally but in their relationship with jesus in shining their light in growing that light and being in a state of preparedness when the time came for them to leave this world they were very peaceful hallelujah it's important that we always remember that this world is not our home that we are just passing through amen but the life that we live in this world is critically important as well let's pray hallelujah thank you lord thank you jesus thank you thank you thank you lord thank you for your word lord your word is powerful not our words but your word not our voice but your voice the voice of the holy spirit is powerful speaks to us awakens us this morning we are awakened by your word hallelujah to be in this habitual state of preparedness hallelujah thank you lord that we will not lord lose this life finally gain the world and lose our life that we will not gain the world and lose our souls but lord that we will always use our time our energy our money our efforts our resources 
knowledge the wisdom the experiences you've given uh, given to us the light that is shining within us we want to make it shine brighter to the world oh god thank you lord that we have benefited benefited from the light that has come into us but we don't want to put it under a bush but we want to shine it brighter hallelujah and we want to be prepared we want to be ready oh god that we we don't want to be in a place of regret at the last minute oh god that we will not be that poor awakened soul but we will be that vibrant soul hallelujah full of life full of abundant life full of life full of light shining in this world and prepared to meet jesus at the end we will say oh hallelujah i finished the race i've kept my faith i've done what the lord has called me to do and i've done it well hallelujah we're going to right now also we can pray for dr ravi zacharias who's been diagnosed with cancer look at his life this man's life he's 73 years old went all around the world preaching the gospel a powerful evangelist worked hard day and night in spite of three surgeries back surgeries he's already had he could have retired 20 years ahead but he still kept running for jesus kept traveling kept preaching sometimes one country a day such kind of hectic travel and it's not easy it's not a fancy thing to be traveling all the time sometimes it looks great in the eyes of people people think oh wow they travel around the world they live in five star hotels and which such a hard thing after 10 days you know to live with a suitcase and in somebody's bed and <laughs> to sleep in someone's bed you know that's it's not a very easy life hard life to sit in airports for hours together to sit in aeroplanes for 16 hours 18 hours and your feet start aching and your back starts aching and you just barely want to desperately get home that's the kind of you know after a while it's very difficult it's a painful job to travel so such sacrifices they made for the gospel they made the light shine bright but now he's in a point where he went through a surgery and thankfully in that back surgery they discovered that there was a cancerous thing can we can just pray for him but at the same time this is a powerful lesson for us but see nobody knew that he would suddenly be affected with cancer he was doing well he in fact he before he went into the surgery he said few more weeks few months you know i will be through the surgery and have good rest and i am safe hands good doctors are treating me is in the us and he will be back on the road to his preaching assignments again in a few months 2 3 months he was expecting but now he is down with cancer you see suddenly life takes a turn and you're caught by surprise and then you know you can't really function that capacity but we'll pray that god will help him to recover and be healed and god will help him to be back on the road but this is a reality of life i'm talking about great man of god but sudden challenges in life come that's why this message is so important for us to take it to heart sincerely because we don't know when life can suddenly turn around and where we cannot function anymore let's do it now hallelujah let's live in the light walk in the light be prepared shine the light do well 
Hallelujah. Each day is a golden opportunity. Hallelujah. Don't sit and wait for a day. Each day, each moment is a golden opportunity. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for helping us to understand and realize these things this morning. And thank you for every one of us to whom you've given receptive hearts to receive your word and absorb your word, oh Father. Thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit who is doing a deep work within us. And we pray right now also for Lord uh, Dr. Ravi Zacharias, Lord uh, who uh, is a great Lord servant of yours going around the world preaching the gospel in campuses and sp- Lord giving answers to que- Lord questions of atheists and Lord uh, people who challenge the faith. We thank you for such wonderful wisdom and knowledge you have blessed him with and for the work that he has done through these years and now Lord we pray that you will help him to recover. We pray that you will heal him Lord. Hallelujah. We pray for your healing power to touch him. And Lord, we pray that cancer will be burnt out by the power of the Lord. Hallelujah. Every cancerous cell be burnt in Jesus' name. We proclaim healing over his body. Father, we pray that Lord, even as such things that happen in the world, Lord, turn out to be lessons for our lives. We pray that we will run for you. That we will live for you. That we will shine the light for you. That we will make the most of every opportunity. Hallelujah. Help us, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for helping us to come to this realization this morning. Thank you for speaking to our hearts in a powerful way. Your word is so powerful. Your word is so wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Your word is bread of life to us. And we consume of it this morning with gladness, with joy. We receive it, Lord. Bless everyone. And we pray that, Lord, your word will manifest in our lives and bring forth much fruit, Lord. That we will not be engaged in any and everything, but we will focus on you and building your kingdom and shining the light and being always prepared for your coming. Let your name be glorified. Bless everyone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.